0: Welcome back to Shrinking It Down. I'm Gene Baresson. and I'm Steve Schlossman, and today we have Ellen
1: Broughton. Thank
0: you for being here.
1: Thanks Great. for having me again.
0: So, in the wake of the tragic Parkland High School shooting, um, you know we've seen this incredible upsurge in teenage activism, and you know everyone's talking about it, but few people actually talk about it the way I hope that we'll talk about it today, and that is. You know, is activism a good thing for teenagers developmentally? Regardless of what they're doing, is it a- Wait, 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 stop, stop,
2: stop, stop. Yeah. We're not gonna solve that problem. Let me just be clear about that. Like, this is not like a binary thing. No. We're gonna say, yes, it is good, or no, it is not. Right. We're going to make this complex, right? Mm-hmm. Right,
1: well, and I would say from the beginning, it's part of adolescence, regardless of whether we put a judgment on it. Part of it, being an adolescent is sort of like pushing the boundaries, and that's sort of what activism is. It's yeah, so sort of activism like is act- one step from acting out. Right? Exactly, yeah. and that's what that this is what teens do. So one component so about you're talking about pushing the limits,
0: rebelliousness. Exactly, you know, like being testing. an
1: activist is sort of like who am I? What is my? Who are my? Where are my people? What are the things I believe in? These are all the things that teens and, normally and, and, you know do. What?
2: And I've had a bunch of kids, including my own, uh, say. This activism is no fun because they've given us permission to walk out.
1: Oh, that's she was, interesting. She was
2: like, "Like, what is the big deal?" The principal says, "You all now have permission to walk out for your walkout." And she said, "If he gives us permission, it's not a walkout. The only thing that makes it a walkout is there being consequences for the walkout." So,
0: defying authority. Yeah, I mean is, that's is part of it's part of like testing the limits of being a teenager. So what we're
2: kind of arguing here, I guess, is I mean, the activism, it's, it's great to hear what kids believe yeah. and think. It, there is this thing which we'll get to downstream, which is whether it's, it's putting cognitive. kind of undue uh, yeah, burdens on the their the shoulders, shoulders right. and not giving them a chance to, to be kids. But we also have to remember that it lends itself particularly well to the developmental state of just being a teenager.
0: Okay, so what are the developmental... St- so, so teenagers have issues, they're developmentally, they're struggling with identity. They're struggling with being a part of a group and being individuals at the same time. And just to
2: be clear, struggling isn't bad. You don't mean that in a no. I mean way. That, that's just what the they're, thing just, they're working. That's on.
0: That's what they're right, working right. on. It's yeah. normal. So just to lay them out: identity, group inclusion versus being your own person, testing the limits, which we've talked about, and being rebellious. Um, how about uh, creative expression? You know, because that's a part of it as well and the last one which i think is really interesting and important is their newfound abilities to kind of look at things in a more complex way they cognitive development so they're beginning to focus on abstract things like justice and you know what's good and what's no, no. It's it, it, why they read the Odyssey in
2: 11th grade right. or right. ninth grade instead of fifth grade. The so words, words are not any harder. Do in fifth grade. Well,
1: they could read the words; it just wouldn't right. make sense. So well. wouldn't get it. I, they wouldn't I'd, get it. I'd also add to that list social connectedness too. It's a very social time of life. The time when we're trying to figure out it's social relationships, which again I think is part of this activism too, part of the positive things that I'm hearing from kids about right. this. But so, but that that brings us, I, I guess. A, kind of to a negative side, which
2: is that if you are an activist for a particular cause, you necessarily separate yourself from the folks who are not an activist for that particular cause. And then, by defi- this is nothing that hasn't happened for eons for teenagers, by definition someone gets left out. right? right? This is all about being part of the group, and if 96% of your school believes in this walkout and does it, but 4% don't, how comfortable are those 4%? They become the true right. activists at that point, right. not the 96, right. it's right. the four. So, these are the kinds of burdens that come with being an activist and this is I guess where some of my concerns are with this upsurge.
0: I'm all for it in theory but I have concerns. Right because so so, let's say we talk about the positive side of it which is like who am I? Identity. Right. And and teenagers are developmentally struggling and challenging themselves with who they are and who they're not and like what makes me who I am but then what you're putting out Steve is is that if 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 eighty percent or sixty percent are you know you know enough is enough they're marching they're like part of the part of the movement what about those other kids who are they I mean are they marginalized and then and then what's their identity and how can they assert their identity when it's really not a cool thing And many many high school campuses what I've heard from a lot of kids is if you're not a part of the activism if you don't even agree with the activism because or if you just want to question it. I mean, it, might, yeah. it doesn't even have to be not a green. It could just be like, can
2: we stop and think about this for we a second? we even talk about Which, it? And this is the irony, right? I mean, you, you've talked a lot about this. The yeah. main goal of being a teenager in high school is to learn to think more complexly. Right. And yet, when you say, hey, we're all behind this,
1: right, you, you just bypass that. Exactly. You entirely. cut off conversation. Right, you do. And you also are in this forced choice, then, that perhaps is an identity that you sort of... Kind of stuck with for a while and aren't allowed to play with, which is kind of what you're saying. Is that we it, it's it's a you're in a forced category in some ways. Yep. And and the discussion stops. And and to
2: be fair, we've given this to them, right? Like like, yes. like our I think the this prevailing culture yes. has mapped these forced identities through things like yes. social media and the sort of very binary way that the world
0: can you at. On. Right. Right. You're
2: not asking right. that. You're saying that as an yeah. example. That,
0: that's an example. Yeah. Right. Yeah, And you know one of the, one of the examples that I see in, in my work particularly with college kids for example is that um, college young adults, they don't like being called kids. Okay, in some campuses if you are not liberal if you for example are a conservative in this day and age you are excluded, you're isolated, you have no place to express yourself, you're, you're actually rejected You know, and, and, and you would think, you know, I said a little look isn't this a time where you actually want to sit down and actually talk with each but other, you, debate the but issues? But the way
2: you just described it is—I don't mean this as an yeah. insult, but it's—it's it's a setup for the problem that's been created. You said if you're not liberal or conservative, and those categories by themselves
0: become limiting, right? So and that's yes. what I—that's yes. what I'm yes. seeing, right? And yes. now you're saying that that's what we're imposing on the kids. I think we've done it. The adults have. We just did it. Just well, now. Well, uh, just in here. And. But maybe we're mirroring what's happening in our country. Of course, yeah, that's what we do because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're human yeah. and we belong to the tribe. You know, so we And right now, we're curious. probably more polarized than I can ever remember. Not a newsflash.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, so yeah. then.
1: So we've put this burden on, on right. kids. So what do we do?
0: So is it our job to help correct that? I mean, that gets into the role of. That they that are still teenagers and even college students who are young adults they're not mature yet, you know. Are we leaving them alone? I want to hear what Dr. Rotten has. So to say.
1: I well I think this is a good question because a lot of the people who have been critical of some of the marches have said that it's really something that's been created by adults. And um, on the you know one side of the fence, people are saying these kids are being used. On the other side of the fence, people are saying. This is a breath of breath of fresh air. This is just what we need, and we shouldn't not allow kids to express themselves, which I'm all in for. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in favor of kids expressing themselves, but I think that um, I, I think that in order for kids to get the kind of platforms that they've had, a lot of adults have to be in on it, right? And. You know these these uh, uh, what we're talking the kinds of marches that we've seen. and I think this is why people are having a reaction to it in some ways, is that it's it's orchestrated. These are not it's not just fifteen year olds walking out of their classrooms with hand painted signs. There's TV coverage. The same and and breakfast club moment. This is not
2: breakfast yes, in the Yes, it's air. it's is, it's not right.
1: That doesn't mean that's bad either, but it's it's a little different than people just rioting on their own. It's like there's TV coverage. There's interviews before time. There. Um, they're you know they're sitting in green rooms and um so, you know and, have and the rapidity or the not the rapidity the, the, the rapidness the with yes. which with somebody
2: went from a march to suddenly being on cnn is, yes, is like, or
1: before they're even at the march, right. being on CNN. And then also being thought of as kind of like the experts that we go to to figure exactly. out what to do. And I think that's yeah. the difference.
0: And that's a burden. because that's that's yeah, I, I was just watching the news the other night, and, and there were three students, um, and the commentator was saying like, well, you know, help me understand this. Help me understand what the real issues are. You know, we're learning so much from you. And I was thinking like, geez, that's putting a huge burden one of these teenagers who do have really good ideas and opinions, but to add to that, but you're so teaching me, the commentator, about, I mean, so look, what, what are they, what kind of a burden is that? It's a huge
2: burden, but, and then the problem is that in the pushing back, you get these, and I'm happy to say this here, you get these ridiculous comments like we heard from former um, uh, Congressperson Santorum, yeah. right, where oh. he said "like yes. they ought to just yes. learn CPR, yes. which, is, which I think he was responding to some of what we're saying, right. but the yep. response any- was to totally uh, disable. Right. Well, and right. to make
0: it even worse, there was the Fox commentator that actually publicly dissed and… Oh, what schools he didn't get into. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, but you know, so, you know, that's what, you know, it's fair game for politicians, for adults to kind of like, you know, knock each other out, you know. A, it was a great moment of, of kids acting like adults. adults then the adults like smash. Yes. But, yes. You know, but But look at the risks. I mean, back in the old days when we demonstrated, you didn't have, you, you know, you had the risk of being, you know, excluded or chewed out, you know, locally. Like, you know, you know, in a small room or, in, or, you know, wherever. But now, if you've been knocked down by the commentator on Fox News, millions and millions of people around the world are going to actually see you being assaulted. So let me, I'm, I'm going to ask
2: Alan uh, something. Let's say you're consulting to a school. Let's say a school's called you up and they said, we got this issue. These kids want to do a march. And they, they actually want their voice to be heard. And we want that voice to be heard. But we also want to keep in mind
1: the very things we're talking about. Right. What's your advice? Well, the first thing I'd want to do is talk with the kids and not the administrators. Like that that would be the first thing I would do. Yeah. Um, and then I I think I would listen to them. I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all for for every single school. I think it's very different from when this has happened in your school, and I think this is where this gets complicated, is a lot of people are feeling, some people are feeling protective of the kids who had a enormous trauma forced upon them. I think that's different than talking about just a a school in the middle of Massachusetts who would like to commemorate something. I think that that the answer to that question is is going to depend on the student population and their experiences. And I think something that, that you were saying too is I think we've gotten away when we have kids on CNN being asked what do we do now, what we've Done is forgotten their story, and I think that's one thing that we haven't heard enough of is their personal stories. Yeah, right. yes. We've made this jump into thinking about well, what do we do? And you're so you're so you are a wonderful. Advisor. You're now you're <laughs> right. now the policy advisor. As opposed to and I actually in thinking back on this, I don't think we have heard enough stories over the last two decades that this has been going on. I think this happens. It's so horrific to even think about that we haven't really. Heard that much of what was this and, like? And, and wonder, that actually may change yeah. policy and perspectives fact, faster. The, the this is what saying and is we could actually
2: tell this to schools if they come to us, and, yes. and they are coming to us. Yeah. Th- there's really good data that the thing that changes policies are narratives. Right. It's right. not a protest,
1: and this is these are we have not heard narratives. No. not in the last two decades since Columbine, and really not now. Um, we're well, hearing yeah. Some of the marches.
2: Like, like I went, we, we're all focused on the the gun stuff, but but there will be future marches. I happened to have gone to the gun march in in a very red state because I was visiting my folks. It was very moderate, and there were narratives. The teachers and students got up there and told stories. That I found more moving, and, and I think that crowd reacted better to that, too. This was not a, um, yeah. this was a crowd where people actually were actively carrying weapons right. at the gun march. They weren't anti-gun, they were just, we had to be more reasonable about it. And they responded to the narrative, to the story. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I guess I'm just piling on to what you said, yeah. I agree. Yeah, right.
0: That's true. Yeah. Well, it's time in the show for Monumental Mental Health Myths. And here's one that I will give you. Okay. Thank you. For us. Okay. Well, what else would it be?
1: <laughs> for answer it school. For <laughs> school. <laughs> for um, over
2: here. Okay. Marches, not like the month of March, but the marches that we've been talking about, are the only way to express opinions that are available to kids. That's all I got. Oh, this
1: is an easy one. Go of ahead. course not. <laughs> I mean, there are many ways of kids to expressing themselves and some are part of their educational curriculum. Yep. I mean, part of taking history and social studies and English is as a way of kind of looking at what other people have said and finding your own voice. Yep, and right. that is... My, my town had
2: local elections yesterday and my 12 year old came home and said, I need you to vote in that because it's the school committee and it has something to do with yeah. what my education will be. Yeah. And I said, who do you want me to vote for? She said, that's your job. I want you to read oh, that stuff. That's
1: great. It was a really, it was a
2: really sweet moment. Yes. She said, yeah. I'm counting on you to help me have my voice be heard. Oh. oh, that's great. Oh, that yeah. is
1: great. So I mean, say did you talk well. with
0: her after you voted about, um, about, about, about to I thought, have a conversation with yeah, her about, about your, your, yeah, your, your decision-making? She said, I trust your decision. You're my dad.
2: I'm going to oh, go with it. But I'm glad you voted. So that's, that's nice. I mean, those are one of the ways kids it is. can get And I think what,
1: when heard. we were talking before about what might be missing, I think that might be the piece that's missing. Or We don't hear... We've put kids in this box that they have to find the answers again, as opposed to them saying, here's what's been happening for me, now you better go fix this, and as the adult. right? So the goal, just to wrap this one up, the
2: goal need not be to be on CNN, which is what a march might yield. The goal is to get your voice heard. Exactly. And it may be that by being on CNN, your voice ironically stops being heard because the stories get lost.
1: That is quite possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that occurred to me, which, 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 uh, which was a, a really incredible answer that I didn't expect. So one of these kids was being interviewed and we're having a conversation about why teachers should or should not have guns. And the kid happened to be African-American. And it just naturally came up. You know, like, as a black kid, I'm not sure that I trust a teacher to have a gun because I, I could be a target. And I thought like, whoa, okay, because and then the kid told a story about one of the, you know, one of the shootings that had been, that, that she had heard and uh, seen in the news and worried that this could happen to me if a teacher has a gun and just kind of reflexly kind of like treats me like the others that I've seen. And it just came up so naturally and spontaneously. It wasn't scripted, it was just a conversation. So it was kind of part of, part of the storyline that this kid was experiencing. I don't think that the kid would have expressed that if it, if it wasn't an open-ended conversation. Mm-hmm. It was clearly not scripted. You give that one to me. I,
2: I just can't reach it, so I need your help. Thank you. Now I'll
0: give it to you. There. <laughs> Thanks. This one is for you. Both of us. Every kid in America agrees with the kids who are marching.
1: Another softball. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> went, I mean, <laughs>
0: we, we've been we've, been we've been there, we've done Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? How would you, five
2: words?
1: No, that, That's no, no. Two. Well, Make definitely it, not. You would tweet it. And no. right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: 30 characters or less. Less than 280 characters. That's not true. disagree. Right. Right. Yeah, no, kids. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I guess the, the thing remember is that kids have a multitude of opinions that don't lend themselves <laughs> to <laughs> easy categorization. Wait a minute. I'm not done. Okay. And Oh, you're never going to fit this on a tweet, but keep neither. They neither lend themselves okay, right. to easy categorization, nor do they have... Um, any kind of reliability. They're they're allowed to change their opinions and just by the nature of the teenage brain, the adolescent brain, they're likely to change their opinion more often than our adults.
0: Are they pressured to agree in ways which is not healthy for them?
2: Well, they're definitely pressured to agree. That's nothing new. It's never healthy to be pressured if it's undue pressure. But it is part of being human to have people to try to convince you of their point of view.
1: Yeah, and and but teens are. I think one of you mentioned this before. Pressure in teens usually it doesn't work that well unless it's peer pressure. When it's adult pressure, and, and you're talking about yeah. peer pressure, um, but yes. when this is coming from sort of the adult climate, I think then we run the risk of yeah. them coming up with some other sort mm-hmm. of opinion yeah. that might even be something we'd never thought of well, before. Well, just as,
0: as you were pointing out about their needing to have a voice and tell their stories, what I haven't seen enough of, besides individual stories and narratives, is these kids talking together with each other on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, without feeling the pressure of an adult in the room or feeling scripted or, or, giving, a ta- or giving a speech, which they're reading, mm-hmm. I, w- I would just love to, to watch them and hear them having conversations with each other, you know, and batting things around and having the, having the opportunities to do those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for listening and watching. And if you have any comments or input or questions or things that you'd like to see about this or anything else, just let us know. I'm Gene Bureson. I'm Steve Schlossman. And I'm Ellen Broughton. Thanks. See you next time.